Breathing in air, the fake ain't phony, they're just seeing impaired Cause you believe what you see or believe what ain't there The real world is twisted and to me it ain't fair Cause greedy people seem Welcome to the voices in my head The intro and outro music is West and Coast by the High Council You can check them out on SoundCloud Welcome back, I'm back with part 2 of the Alex Jones defamation trial I actually started watching some of the the hearing. Very fascinating. One of the things I've noticed right off, I just watched a couple hours of it, that it's very similar to the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp trial in the tone. I was watching Owen Schroyer, who I've I've seen a few times, and I really didn't recognize him because he has a full beard, mustache. Didn't even recognize his voice, didn't sound the same. And it's been a few years since I've really watched him. So I watched his cross-examination or his testimony in, in this trial. That's when I realized, wow, this is almost exactly as the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. In the way that the attorneys try to twist around and present everything in such a negative light, rather than just point out the obvious of, here's what happened, here's what you did, and at least try to get the witness to say the things you want to say, rather than just make such overt, blatantly, in my opinion, mischaracterizations of the events. I saw this greatly when in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, when one of Johnny Depp's witnesses, it was a lady, I think she was a psychiatrist that actually examined and diagnosed Amber Heard. When Heard's attorneys were cross-examining her, they were really attacking her in ways that I think discredited Amber's attorneys and Amber's case. One case in point was they brought up the fact or they tried to insinuate that she had a romantic dinner with Johnny Depp. Well, the young lady actually said, no, this was a interview where his legal team and Johnny Depp interviewed her and it was a dinner meeting. And a lot of times you have high profile meetings as a dinner meeting, either at a restaurant or someone's house. And it's just to get everybody to relax. So you're seeing this people that you're, you're interviewing the person in a more informal setting than actually in a boardroom where they feel like they're being cross-examined. They tried to make it Amber's attorneys try to make it seem like she had a romantic tryst or there was some type of romantic involvement that tainted her views of Amber Heard. And it came out, no, we just, it was, uh, his attorneys were present. Dinner was served. Johnny didn't cook dinner. Obviously, he had someone either cater it or come over the house and cook for them. The attorneys were present and it was a a meet and greet, basically, and where they could interview her to find out if she was a good fit for what they were looking for. The the, uh, doctor, I'm assuming she's a doctor, came out and said that alcohol was served. She forgot whether she had a glass of wine, which that would seem appropriate. A lot of times if you are having a nice dinner, if you are a drinker, they give you a glass of wine, you're going to participate and have a glass of wine. It doesn't mean that it was a frat party and everybody got drunk. Johnny or Johnny's attorneys may have had some harder liquor. If Johnny's into whiskey, he may have had a whiskey or he may have had a a martini or or something stronger. I was shocked when I saw this because the attorneys knew exactly what was going on because I'm sure they've already asked that question. They're trying to plant something into the jury's mind. Now, if I'm sitting on the jury in that, I'm thinking I'm going to be insulted because you're thinking I'm I'm this stupid that I'm going to buy this. Now, I realize... I'm sure there's people on juries that are that stupid that would think that's what happened. When I'm watching this, it was the exact same case when they were cross-examining Owen Schroyer that the 
the plaintiff's attorney was trying to make it seem that it's one big infomercial, that his show is one infomercial. And some people think that he does advertise a lot on the program and he's selling his own product. He's directing, that's Alex Jones. Alex Jones is directing people to his products, his store. He doesn't have outside advertisers because no one wants to advertise on his show. They just don't want the negative publicity. And so there was argument about how much advertisement once again owen schroyer is just a he's just one of the personalities on the show he doesn't call the shots he's not a producer he's not one of the owners he's not deciding how much airtime the products get how much airtime he gets now he may but none of that was brought out so i'm assuming then he didn't or they would have brought that out and i think they said it was only about 20 or 25 percent of the airtime is advertisements and the plaintiff's attorney was trying to make it seem that that was excessive. Right now, I'm I'm binge watching Psych, the old '90s TV show. I think it was '90s, or yeah, actually, it was early 2000. Was the '90s, early 2000. I'm watching Psych on Amazon Prime. Each of these shows are about 44 to 45 minutes long. Now that is with the intro and the outro of the show. Well, this show was on for an hour, which means there was 15 minutes of advertisement out of an hour. That's 25 percent of an hour is advertisement. That is normal on commercial TV. Now, it's probably bumped up to even 20 minutes. One third of that hour is now advertisements. Every TV show, whether it's news, Fox News, CNN, they run advertisements to make money. So try to to bring this out as a, a big thing or something evil that they're advertising. I was shocking. Owen Schroyer is part of this case because of a four-minute segment he did. That was it. He had nothing else to do with his cases. And he actually talked about that, how this four-minute segment has wreaked havoc in his life, and he wished he never did that segment. And I get it. They actually played the four-minute segment. So here he does his 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 bid, his spiel. He's a commentator. He's a pundit, pretty much like what I do on this podcast. I see news articles. I talk about it. I react. I give my opinion. They were coming to a break. They had four minutes to a break. Someone handed him a Zero Hedge article. Now, I've used Zero Hedge. I've referred to Zero Hedge. They are a borderline extremist site, not, you know, totally extremist. They're, they're more, they're not really left or right. They're, they're more, I think, libertarian than uh, Democrat or conservative. However, their articles can be a little bit extreme. If you look at who post or write these articles they're mainly tyler durden the character from flight fight club and the avatar is a picture of that character so <laughs> obviously it's not a, not necessarily it's not like one of the mainstream media cnn fox news cbs news nbc news one american news regardless of what you think of their politics it's not a major site or a personality that you would recognize the name is tyler durden he was handed to it and he reacted to it in this article, and Zero Hedge a lot of times will reference other websites, and they actually give credit saying, hey, here's who we got the, the article from, and they happen to provide a link. And it was a, it was supporting the theory, the conspiracy theory that Sandy Hooks was hoax. No one died in Sandy Hooks, which is what Alex Jones is being sued for. Actually has been sued and lost, and now the case is how much does he owe the families for the damage he's caused. There was several videos, and I forget the order, and I'm going on memory here. One was a video of one of the fathers, and I forget this guy's name, who talked about how he took his child to school that morning, and then later in the day, he's holding the child with a bullet hole in his head, and the whole shock of that. Then there was a clip of the coroner's 
press conference and the coroner is saying, no, we did not release the bodies to the parents that the parent, and it was talking about the identification of the bodies that they take pictures rather than letting the parents into the morgue and actually going through to see all the dead bodies to pick out their child's dead body. I mean, I can understand that the trauma of seeing all your, your child's classmates dad trying to find yours i mean this isn't you're not going through loss and found this is a horrific traumatic situation that these parents had to go through so they they had to take pictures of the the children and i'm assuming just the faces or try to make it as least traumatic and that's how they help identify who these children are then there was another article that they had a clip out of from 60 minutes where a there was a husband and wife and the mother was saying that she never saw the body of her child, that she could have seen it, but she chose not to, that they wanted to punt uh, some gifts or some things she loved and she could not see the body. Well, the Zero Head article that they were quoting was insinuating that the government was not allowing these people to see the, their children. Well, these were sound bites and clipped and pay, put together to paint a narrative that was not true. So Owen Troyer played these and reacted. And at the end, he made the comment about Megyn Kelly, because this whole thing started with, you know, the argument between Megyn Kelly and Alex Jones, where Owen said, well, Megyn Kelly and the father in the first clip about talking about holding his child with the bullet hole in the head has some explaining to do. And I think that's the statement that got him into trouble. Well, the watching this, I'm like, wow, I... I would have watched that and I probably would have done an episode if I had something like that. Now, I would not have made the comment about they had some explaining. I would have said, well, this is why we have conspiracy theories because people put this stuff together and you have appearing contradictory statements. At the the same time, I'm thinking, I'm looking for reasons that the contradiction could occur. Are there valid reasons? And there were valid reasons why there appeared to be these type of discrepancies. And it was timelines of when the events occurred, when the mother said she did not see her child in the casket. She chose that. She could have seen it. They chose to have a closed casket. The same thing with the the timing of the, the, the press conference that the bodies eventually did go back to the parents. It wasn't that we are never releasing the bodies. Watching this, the, the plaintiff's attorney then tried to paint Owen Shurer as a fake journalist because he should have done his fact checking. Well, he's like, well, at times I'm a journalist and when I do, I do my best at fact checking. And when I'm being a pundit or a commentary, I'm just reacting or giving my opinion. Once again, even as journalists, journalists blow fact checking all the time. And we've had major instances in the mainstream media. There was the, I think it was Robert Glass who worked for the New Republic who just made up his articles. This was several years back. CNN, Fox News, everybody has gotten their fact checking wrong. There's been tons of of these types of situations. Dan Rather in his famous uh, George W. Bush AWOL memo that was proven to be hoaxed. He did, they didn't do their fact checking. A lot of times the press is so quick and eager to get out the story. They do just cursory fact checking. At the same time, if, if he's being a pundit and he's trying to react to an article, that to me is what commentators do. They don't always fact check the guest. I remember back when I first started listening to talk radio, this was back in the 80s, right? Well before all the big names got out there. Howard Stern, Rush Limbaugh, Han Hannity, Sean Hannity. All these people got out there. There was basically Larry King. He was the first granddaddy. Then you had some of the shock jocks out there. And they always had the preference that the views expressed on this 
program are not necessarily those of the the TV station, the advertisers. They're solely of the host and the guest. And that a lot of times they would have controversial people on there, people that claim to see Elvis, people that claim to be abducted by UFOs. And the person interviewing was not necessarily agreeing with them. It was, I'm here to investigate. I'm here to explore the possibility. I'm going to question and interrogate the guests to figure out if this is really what's happening. So I think the plaintiff's attorney, in my opinion, lost credibility by trying to make this seem like a big deal that he did not do his fact-checking when he was just commentating or reacting to the Zero Hedge article. The other is they kept on calling the, the videos edited. Well, technically, they are edited. And and the uh, plaintiff's attorney was sort of implying that you should have played the whole video. Well, I can't play a 20-minute or a 60-minute interview especially if it's on 60 minutes because it could be copyrighted you, you just can't do that at the same time every news organization does sound bites and they get into the controversies of does that sound bite give a different context or was it taken out of context and th- this is everybody cnn fox news msnbc one america always get accused of this you took the sound bite out of context and owen was trying to explain no i did not edit these i played what was there and looking back, maybe I should have investigated. But a lot of times it's like, I place uh, videos here. I don't always have the full context. I'm not going to do hours and hours of research for a 15, 10 to 20 minute podcast. I'm just reacting with what I hear. At the same time, I'm being open-minded that I'm being deceived. And I think that's where he got burned is his statement that the father and Megan Kelly had some explaining to. I think if he left that out, he could have just said, hey, I'm just reacting. And I remember when I when the Uvalde shooting first happened, I did an episode on this is how a conspiracy theory is created or we're seeing one created. And I went through, a, I think it was a Daily Mail article explaining all the craziness that happened that the gunmen stood outside the school shooting for like 15 to 30 minutes. A door was unlocked. The officers were told to stand down. The police chief didn't have his radio on. He turned off his cell phone. You know, all this craziness came out. And I'm like, guys, this is how a conspiracy starts. That people were going to come out down the road and say the Uvalde shooting was planned and executed by the powers to be. Whoever the deep state is, whoever the cabal is, whoever this group is, Illuminati, whatever we want to call them. They're the ones that planned and executed this. This was just not an organic random event. And this is how it gets started. I did not say that it was. I mean, I and at the same time, I did not accuse the parents of not losing their children. Obviously, a lot of people died. It was a horrific event. At the same time, this is how conspiracy theory started. And we found out later that all that pretty much was true. And more and more is coming out that more was true about those statements than we were even led to be, believe. Once again, this is very fascinating. I think Alex Jones is going to have a tough uphill battle where when I saw this happen with Amber Heard's attorneys doing this, I'm sitting there thinking, I don't like Amber Heard's attorneys and I don't like Amber Heard because of the way they're portraying somebody that really is kind of innocent, especially with the doctor. She was completely innocent, that they're trying to paint her in a bad light. Now, Owen Shorey, I don't think is innocent. I think he, he is somewhat culpable. That's just my opinion, just because of his last statement. At the same time, Alex Jones is shooting himself in the foot. I watched the next day at the very beginning of Owen Shoyer's testimony. The judge grilled him because it seems that on Monday and Tuesday, 
Alex Jones and Owen Shorter on a, a series together talking about the trial and they were explicitly given instructions and, it, and the judge calls it the rule in quotes. And it's, you're not to talk about the case. You're not to research the case. You're not to talk to other jurors or other witnesses about the case. You're to talk to nobody except your attorney. You can talk to your side's attorney about the case. That is it. They did one or two episodes talking about the, the case. And that's on air. And the judge was not happy. And the judge grilled Owen Troyer about that. Wanted to know exactly what they talked about. He said he doesn't exactly remember. And she said, is this on the internet? He said, yes. So guess what? She's going to be watching that. Now, there is a borderline gray area of they could have just been talking about, hey, the case is going on. It is progressing. We're still in the case. I mean, just basic facts that anybody could see watching the news that they're not really saying anything out of school at the same time common sense or if that was me i would all i'd be saying is guys we have this trial going on if i take any callers in this episode or this show do not ask about the case i am not allowed about to talk about it if you ask about the case we're going to drop your call we're going to just move on clear something like that then i could just tell the judge yes i all i said on there was and I would have had a prepared statement that my attorney approved that I read word for word. And then I could say, yeah, judge. And here's exactly what I read. And it was approved by attorney. The judge was not happy. The judge reamed their attorney about this. And basically when he, he said, well, obviously I didn't do a good enough job. And she's like, you're not a, you, is this your first trial? Is, you know, your rookie attorney? I mean, those roundabout words. She, she embarrassed him by saying, you know, what do you just graduate law school? This is your first trial. You never done this before. What do you, don't give me this. You didn't do a good enough job. You know the rules. I think if Alex Jones, this type of behavior is going to come back and bite him. Real fascinating. I haven't decided if I'm going to do more. I, I may watch some more of the trial. If something interesting comes up, I will bring it back. Thanks for listening. I could run the whole block just from walking the line. Parking is prime. These are the thoughts of my mind. And I'm a straight rider. Never stop at a sign. And I'm only slowing down if I'm stopping the sign. Six figures on the check before I'm jotting a line. It goes one for the money, two for the clothes, three for the honeys, and a four for the flows. Five O's and six.